Orton in the gun. Buckhalter right next to him. Orton pumps again to the sideline. Batted up. Oh, God! Stokely down the sideline! Can they catch him? Stokely! Wow! Touchdown! Denver! Unbelievable! Oh, my goodness! What a play! 87 yards! Here's the 0-1. This is going to be a tough play. Bryant, the Cubs win the World Series! Bryant makes the play! It's over! And the Cubs have finally won it all! 8-7-10! J.R. Smith! We just saw men fly! Brighton Cowboy! What a play! To the middle, juggle, diving, touchdown, Nebraska. Davidson has the deflection. Nebraska's a point away from tying the game. Hello, everyone. It's March 18th here in the studio in Hastings, Nebraska. And it's also the start of the NCAA tournament, March Madness. We have waited forever for this, and it's finally here. Some games on the slate for you will be Texas Southern taking on Mount St. Mary's for the 16th seed. That's the first game. Second game is a game I'm looking forward to, Drake versus Wichita State. And then we got Appalachian State taking on Norfolk State. And then last but not least, UCLA against Michigan State. Could be some really good games. I'm really looking forward to those 11 seeds. I think those should be amazing games. So, five big things. I just already mentioned one, so now it's down to four big things. Number one, uh, Watson accused of sexual assault in third lawsuit. Watson under some hot water right now uh, with the sexual assault center coming out. So, not looking good for his trade market. You know, was expected to get a uh, million kajillion dollars. Uh, if he was traded to a team, if that's if the Texans wanted to trade him, they're just kind of holding him hostage at this point. But now these lawsuits will be holding Watson uh, hostage here. So, yeah, not a good look for the Texans quarterback here. And number two, only eight positive tests ahead of the NCAA tournament, which considering all the people there, not a bad deal. So, you know, only eight positive tests, so that's good. Love to hear it. Also, sticking with college basketball, Iowa State has hired their new head coach, Otzelberger. Apparently, he was a former assistant with Iowa State a couple of years ago, so he'll return back in Ames with the program. And number four, Vanessa Bryant releases the names of the officers who took pictures of the crash. She did this on Instagram, so you can go to her Instagram and check out that information if you'd like to. So let's get into the main uh, topic for today, and that is MLB predictions. So even though March Madness is starting today, I went and gave my March Madness predictions in the last video. So if you haven't checked that out, uh, go give that a listen after this one, of course. You know, I mean, it's whatever. So we're going to go MLB predictions. Opening day will be April 1st. I know, it's not April Fool's Day. Baseball season is starting. I am super excited. Spring training is already underway. So let's get into it. We're going to start with the American League. And we'll start from bottom to top. So I got the Orioles here. I just don't think they have the pieces to uh, be in playoff contention right now. So I have them at fifth. The Red Sox have really taken a hit. I mean, they still have some solid players from the World Series win. 
But, I mean, a lot of them are aging. They've signed them to big contracts, and they just didn't do anything this offseason either. I got the Red Sox at four. Number three, I got the Blue Jays, who are an up-and-rising team. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were second here. But uh, the Blue Jays have a lot of great young talent with Vlad Guerrero, Bichette. So some great players for this team here. And number two, I got the former American League champion, the Tampa Bay Rays. They did lose Blake Snell. But for the most part, they still have their core together. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're still a good team. But I just don't see them being the best team behind the Yankees. I just think the Yankees are still a very solid team. They got a lot of players. Great players. The pitching's really good with Garrett Cole. And I expect them to be one of the best teams in the American League. So, getting into the AL Central. And this is a division I don't think a lot of people are talking about. You know, I hear the Dodgers and the Padres. But really, I think the Twins and the White Sox here are a much closer race than what people want to admit. So, I have the Tigers here in last place, but you can honestly flip-flop them with the Cleveland Indians here. I think the Indians just took a major hit losing Lindor. Uh, they've lost a lot of pitching. I mean, they still have Ramirez, who's I think is still a good third baseman. But, you know, I just don't see him being that good this year. I mean, with the loss of Lindor, I think that's really going to hurt them defensively. So, you can flip-flop Tigers or Indians, but I got the Tigers in last place. Three, I got the Kansas City Royals, and I have them beating the Indians and Tigers not by much, but I think they got some good young talent they are building up there. They're just not ready to take it to the next level yet. And number two, I got a solid organization, a lot of problem or an organization that doesn't have a lot of issues is the Minnesota Twins. They got a really good offense still with Max Kepler. I mean, Nelson Cruz is still hitting bombs at the age of 40 plus. So, I mean, they're still a solid team, don't get me wrong. But I think the team that's really going to make a big jump this year is the White Sox. I think they got a lot of great young talent, especially with Luis Robert, Tim Anderson, Jose Abreu, the former AL MVP. No one's really talking about him. And also their uh, pitching staff with Giolito. I think they are a really good young team. Now, I could see them making it to the World Series. That's if they put all the pieces together. And, of course, if everyone stays healthy, but that's the same scenario with every other team. But I got the White Sox win the division. I think they'll put it together this year. So get into the AL West. This one's kind of tricky for me to predict. But I got the Rangers at fifth. Uh, they're just not the uh, best team in the AL West anymore. I mean, they used to be a, a decade ago, you know, a really good team. But anymore, they just don't have the players. Their pitching staff's garbage. I like them at fifth. And, you know, this 4-3-2 and two spot here in the AL West you can honestly shuffle it around, I think. I, I could also see the Mariners uh, being really good this year. they got a lot of great young talent. Their pitching staff is mad, but, you know, uh, their hitting is looking pretty good. So, I mean, but I'd just see them at fourth. I think that's a safe spot for them. But I wouldn't be surprised if they got third or second. And number three, I have the Angels here. A lot of people are picking the Angels or the Astros. Now, granted... They have really good hitting. You got Mike Trout, you got Shohei Otani, you got Anthony Rendon. But, you know, their pitching staff's still garbage. They haven't done anything to address the pitching problem. And, you know, you can hit as many runs as you want, but if your team's giving up 10, 8 runs a game, you're not winning. So I think that pitching staff's really going to be that Achilles heel for them, and I can see him being third. Number two, a team that's always very solid is the Oakland Athletics. I really like Matt Chapman. I think he'll be an amazing player. Proof he's one of the best third basements in the game. 
So I like the Athletics here at number two. And number one, I got the Houston Astros. They were in the American League Championship Series. They did lose George Springer, but I think Altuve and Reg- Altuve and Bregman are still very good pieces for the Astros. I know everyone hates the Astros, but uh, regardless, I think they are still winning that division. They also have, yeah, Zach Greinke is still with the Astros, so he's still throwing some heat. Even though he is getting up there, but he's still one of the best pitchers in the game. Now, uh, we'll be right back for a short little break, and we'll get into our National League predictions. Hey, you thought you could get by my podcast without listening to an ad? You sly dog! You got me monologue! I just wanted to let you know that if you want updates on the podcast or when a new episode is being released, then go follow me on Instagram at mark.lamp13. But Mark, what if I don't have an Instagram? Well, you better get one, because that's where you get all your updates for the podcast. Again, it is mark.lamp13, and you can follow me on Instagram to get all your updates on Check the Scoreboard. And we'll be right back with your continued programming. All right, guys, pull the fire alarms. We just had breaking news here in the studio, all right? Mitchell Trubisky has signed with the Buffalo Bills, so he'll be the backup to Josh Allen. Now, obviously, I don't see Trubisky beating Josh Allen, but I think that's a really good uh, safety net for the Bills. You know, if Josh Allen gets injured, he is he does run around stuff. You know, he's got a big frame and everything, but, you know, easily could get injured, as it is football. You could get injured in any sport, uh, but football most necessarily. But I do like that pickup. Um, you know... I think this is a solid backup choice for Trubisky, so we'll see what he can do with that. And also, I'm not really sure what the Bears are doing either. I know that they just signed Andy Dalton, and what are they doing at quarterback? I thought they were going to go out, try to trade for Russell Wilson. I honestly honestly thought that they were going to get Russell Wilson and go out and make a trade for him. But obviously, Chicago is just uh, not thinking at all. So, I mean, that's cool if you're a Bears fan. I mean, not really. But I'm not a Bears fan. I'm a Broncos fan. I have my own quarterback problems to worry about. But you're probably worried about who is going to be winning the National League. So, we're going to go National League East here. Fifth place, even though they had a crazy 2020, I'm going with the Miami Marlins here. I just think they're too young. Not a lot of talent there. I mean, granted, they were a playoff team last year nonetheless. But I think they're probably the worst playoff team of all time. So, and there's just a lot of better teams here. Over 162-game stretch. So, I'm going with the Marlins here. Number four, I'm going with the Phillies. They do have Bryce Harper, but other than that, not a lot of bright spots. I mean, I guess they do have Aaron Nola, too. Their pitching isn't great. Their offense is mediocre. So, I have them at fourth. Number three, I got the Washington Nationals here. They still have an amazing pitching staff. They have Juan Soto. They added more power with Kyle Schwarber. So, I like him at third. I could see him making a run for the wild card. I think they'll be just short, though. Number two, I got a team who could easily flip-flop with first if they have enough talent, stay healthy, but I have the Mets here. Now, they have the best pitching in the game with Jacob deGrom. Also, Syndergaard's still there, and their offense is really good. They just signed Lindor, and they also have Pete Alonso as well. This team could be scary, and I think they can make a run in the playoffs if Everyone stays healthy, of course. But number one, I think this seems just a tiny bit better, is the Atlanta Braves. Now, granted, their pitching is not the best, but their offense with Ronald Acuna and also the former MVP, Freddie Freeman, is still there. I 
think Acuna could make a run for MVP this year if he stays healthy and puts up the numbers for it. Again, it all depends if everyone stays healthy. So we're going to go to National League Central. And fifth place, who I think is going to be the worst team in baseball, is the Pittsburgh Pirates. Not a lot to say here. This seems just all-around trash. Number four, I got the Cincinnati Reds. Now, granted, two, three, and four, they can easily flip spots here. But I got the Reds here. I think their pitching staff is is all right, and their offense is all right, too. But I just don't see them any better than these two teams. But I wouldn't be surprised if they do do better, I guess, if that kind of makes sense. Number three, I got the Chicago Cubs. Now, granted, they still have great offensive pieces. They got Rizzo. They got Bryant. They got Bias. They also just signed Peterson. They have Hap. They have Contreras. I mean, the pieces are there. But pitching, on the other hand, absolutely atrocious. We lost Darvish. We lost Lester. We lost Quintana. But we signed Arietta, which, I mean, granted, would be great if it was 2015. But it's 2020. Arietta has kind of lost his magic a bit especially with Phillies. Now, granted, I want to be wrong, and hopefully Arietta is the same player he was in 2015, but I just don't think that's the case here. Number two, I have the Milwaukee Brewers. They just signed Jackie Bradley Jr. They have Christian Yelich. I think they got a lot of great pieces on offense. Their pitching's meh, but, I mean, it's still solid nonetheless. It's nothing terrible. But I like the Brewers here, and I think the clear-cut favorite for the National League Central is the St. Louis Cardinals with Arenado and Goldschmidt. And the lineup and fielding is sick nasty. And also you got Yachty catching, so, you know, he's doing his thing back there. And their pitching staff is is pretty good for the most part. So I like the Cardinals here. I think they'll come out of the National League Central uh, victorious here, as much as that pains me to say, because I absolutely despise the Cardinals. But we're going into the National League West. I think this one might be the easiest one to predict, if I'm being honest. Rockies will be in last place. They're just not good at all. You know, they do have Story and Blackman, but honestly, they just need to get them out of Colorado and actually do something with their career. I think they need to get out of Colorado. That's just a place where uh, careers are going to die right now. And just to save their careers, get them out of Colorado. Like, they just need to rebuild. Uh, Number four, I got the D-backs. They got a lot of great young talent here. But, again, they're still piecing it together. Number three, uh, you know, easily could flip-flop with the D-backs here. I have the San Francisco Giants. You know, they're still young. They got Yastrzemski. I believe Bumgarner's still there. So, I mean, they got some old and young pieces too. But I see them at number three. Number two, I have the San Diego Padres. Now, I think this one's going to be one of the craziest races of all time for the National League West. I think we could see uh, two 100-win teams in the same division here with the Dodgers and Padres. Uh, I like the Dodgers a little bit better. I think their pitching is absolutely filthy, and uh, they're hitting crazy too. And the Padres also went out and got started pitching on their own. So, I mean, it's going to be a tight race. But I think the Dodgers come out victorious here. So, that does it for my National League predictions. So, we're going to go to all-around award predictions. And for MVP, I'm going to go for safe choice here, I know. But I think Mike Trout, he'll put up some crazy numbers. I think if he stays uh, healthy, plays a full season, I know he kind of opted out a little bit, but he also... Uh, had a child to take care of as well, if I do remember correctly. So I'm going with Mike Trout. And for National League, I'm going Fernando Tatis Jr. I think um, the MLB is drooling for a star like Tatis Jr., and I think he'll put up some crazy numbers. He's a great fielder, great hitter, and is great for the league. Give me him for National League MVP. Cy Young, I'm going Garrett Cole here. I think he's a clear-cut favorite. 
For the Yankees, uh, he's just an absolutely filthy pitcher. So I'm going with Garrett Cole here. National League, oh, this one was so close. I really wanted to give it to DeGrom, but I think voter fatigue is going to play a factor here, and I'm going to give it to Trevor Bauer. I think if he he's looked pretty good so far in spring training, and, you know, in the regular season, I think he's just going to be filthy nasty on the mound and absolutely unhittable. But I could obviously see it going to DeGrom as well. Still one of the best pitchers in the MLB, no doubt about it. But I think voter fatigue will play a factor. So that leads us to the World Series. Actually, hold on. We're going to go playoff uh, predictions so far. So let's see. So three division winners. So basically it'll be... Uh, Dodgers, Cardinals, and Braves, who will win their division. So I think we need two more wild cards. I think that's how they're doing it. I don't believe they're doing an A-team uh, playoff anymore. I'm not sure how they're doing the playoffs. You know what? Let me go check on that real quick. Okay, so after further research, we are going back to 10 teams. So that means three wild or two wild cards and three division winners. So we'll go American League first. So Yankees, White Sox, and Astros for my wild card. I think it's going to be close, but I'm going to give it to Oakland and Minnesota. I think Minnesota will be the first team, but then Oakland will be the second team. So those two teams will play for the wild card spot. So National League, I got Braves. Cardinals, Dodgers, Padres are going to be the top one, and I'm going to go with the New York Mets as the second team to make it. I'd like to see an expanded playoffs. I know the fans love it, uh, the organizations love it, but the players do not love it. They don't like the extra games, which, I mean, I guess, but also you're getting paid for it too. Like, honestly, I don't understand that. Like, you're getting paid to play baseball. All right, that's everyone's dream, I guess. Like, Sometimes you just got to take one for the team. But you know what? I understand. It could be a workload. If you want to expand it, maybe just cut down the season a bit. I can honestly... 162 games is way too much. You need to cut it down to about 140, uh, maybe even 120. Like, I mean, I don't like seeing the MLB go clear into November. Because if you got a team like the Minnesota Twins in the World Series taking on... Oh, what's a northern team? Well, I guess the Brewers have a dome. Uh, let's go with Philadelphia. You know, they get cold in the winter. Like, it just gets so cold, like, playing in November if you have to play 30-degree temperatures. And it's just not worth it. Just keep it in October. October's the latest you should go. But anyhow, far from the point here. Uh, so, World Series. I have the Dodgers, and hot take here, I got the White Sox. Now, I don't think they're gonna win. I think the Dodgers are the clear-cut favorite to win here, but... I could see the White Sox making a run for it if everything pieces together. Uh, if I had to go with a backup one, I didn't want to pick the Yankees because I went with them last year. And, I mean, they could make a run for it this year, but I'd just really like to see the White Sox beat the Yankees here. So that'll do for my MLB predictions. So we'll have my friend Michael on sometime. We're trying to work that out. We're trying to get it to work out before April 1st, which is opening day. So try to get that all worked out so he can give us our MLB predictions and then I'll react to it and see what I think. So thank you for listening to the podcast. Again, if you're probably listening to this, it's probably too late to enter my giveaway, but I have gotten numerous of brackets so far. So good luck to everyone who has entered and hopefully you can come out victorious. And thank you for listening to Check the Scoreboard.